Hey there, everyone. My name is Ari, and welcome to Made of Metal, a motivational podcast where we tell stories about regular people overcoming insurmountable odds. So hello, hello, everybody. It has been a while. This summer has been so amazing. So many great new things. Um, I truly feel like summer is the season of growth. I'm out here in Colorado, like, as you guys know. It's usually super dry here, but got really lucky this year, and it's raining a ton. It's so lush, so green, and it just really inspires the sort of, like, rebirth, um, you know, energy. So I'm glad to be back here with you guys, and especially glad to be back with this wonderful young lady you guys loved her story, as did I. Um, she has a- absolutely incredible energy um, and has so many gems to drop, so relatable, so authentic. Um, so I had to bring her back. So thankfully, Emily, thank you so much for coming back. I truly appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me. I love chatting with you and such good energy, too. <laughs> yeah. And nice. Well, like I said, you had so many amazing things to share in your last episode. Please feel free to jump right in. Let us know what has changed. Um, what have you learned since then? Literally anything that you feel like, uh, oh, this is like definitely a breakthrough. Please feel free to share. Um, yeah, feel free to jump right in. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, so this year has been crazy in terms of evolution, like in terms of just changing, changing my perspective, learning even more of what's underneath things, try different modalities. And yeah, I mean, there's there's so much since the last time we talked, is it what it was like a year ago, that feels like like lifetimes ago. So yeah. right? it does like truly, yes. But that's good. That's a good yeah. thing. That's a lot from going on. Yeah. Yeah. So, so out of this year, some of the main things that I've learned or um, deeper levels has been definitely processing grief. So I, I feel like, you know, you, you, you feel like you're okay. And then there's always like deeper, deeper levels that maybe you weren't even unconscious of. So I have gone down the plant medicine root for a a lot of this year and through that there's been lots of grief that's that shed that I wasn't even aware of like so many different memories so many different things have came up and also a, a big thing that I've learned is for the longest time even if I felt like I was feeling my emotions and processing things I was like half there so I learned that a way that I coped was disassociating and almost seeing it from a bird's eye perspective and telling the story. Yeah, I felt a lot of grief, but not actually fully feeling the grief. And so that was a huge thing for me too. So, so in the plant medicine journeys, it showed me like so many different memories of where I disassociated or where I didn't fully feel things. And through those, I had to go back and feel them on like a deeper level. So that was a crazy what thing. Was that, what, describe what that was like. That sounds intense. Especially <laughs> because I'm assuming these are a mo- very highly charged emotional like memories. 
It was very intense. Yeah, it was, it was crazy. Um, lots of grief, lots of sadness. So I also went through about maybe two years ago, um, Sandra Ingerman. I don't know if you've heard of her. She was, she is a shaman. And so she does soul retrievals is what it's called. And so I was fascinated by her and I would read all her books. And then just this example is coming to mind. In one of the journeys, it, I was going back to a memory. So this was a memory where I had been sexually um, like molested. And it brought me back to that specific memory. And I was watching it again. And I looked back at myself and I realized that part of my soul had disassociated. And through her like through learning from this about two years ago, I knew how to go and reintegrate my soul and bring that little girl back to life. It was so crazy. It was really, really powerful. And I mean, <laughs> yeah, really intense. Good. Yeah. Crazy, but good. I, I, I've never heard of this. So this is a subject that I'm totally um, ignorant of. How does sort of the the process of like soul retrieval like what does that mean and what like what does that entail yeah so the basis of what she teaches is that through childhood we have moments where we if we don't have the capability to deal with the situation when it's coming up a bit of our soul kind of cracks off and then it disassociates essentially and so basically what she teaches or what she does with her clients is she takes them on a journey and she goes on a journey to go into the spirit world and then find pieces of the person's soul. And then she reintegrates them. So I didn't have her doing it, but I knew I'd been like crazy about this. I was like, wow, this is really cool. And then I just did it through the journey myself. Cause I knew, okay, you're going and finding your soul that I had been um, integrated and then you're chatting with them you're having dialogue you're asking them if they want to be reintegrated and then just mm-hmm. seeing but it was interesting because it went from theory to like experiential it was cool <laughs> right so you went from like reading it to actually like participating in doing it and actually going through the process yeah how did you how did you feel after you were done did, when you're when you're sort of like able excuse me, to integrate those parts of you that were lost along the way. Do you feel sort of a, um, an internal difference? 100%. Yeah. The best way that I could explain it was a feeling of being home, like a feeling of um, mm-hmm. feeling at home in, in your body and connected with the essence of who you are. If that, I know that's really um, like, airy (laughs) but that's the best way that I can explain it in English language (laughs) no that is that's such a familiar feeling of wanting to go home but you just don't know where that is and um I know I I can personally speak to it to traveling around trying to figure out like okay well maybe I don't feel at home here and you think that it's the location and you move around, you try to, you know, so that, that feeling is very, very familiar. So that, that, that must feel, wow, coming back home. Um, do you feel, I guess, more in touch with your feelings to the point that you're able to, I don't know, this sounds cliche, feel them fully 
um, now, now that you've like um, been able to reintegrate those pieces of yourself? Yeah. Yeah. I think the beautiful thing about plant medicine too, because all this awareness was through the plant medicine, but then it's applying what happens in ceremony to your everyday life. So it is a constant reminder. Um, I do have to keep reminding myself to not go into the story of different things and not to describe it as if it was someone else <laughs> living my experience. Oh, yeah. Actually, yeah. You know, like remind myself or ask myself the questions, how does this feel? Like, are you able to feel into it without making a story and kind of projecting that as if it was someone else and you're just telling the narrative from a disassociated state? So yeah, it it still takes um, a reminder from me and also taking like designating time each day to put the intention into that because it's easy to, or at least I find it easy to sometimes forget or get preoccupied with everything I need to do. So it like I, I section my time to make sure that I'm putting in that work because I know how valuable that is. But yeah, it's a reminder, like a uh, constant. Yeah, so a daily practice, but the it was born out of this experience with plant medicine, which, by the way, I love. I'm also a huge plant medicine advocate. Um, in particular, I'm into like mushrooms and mycology as well as cannabis and how those, the mushrooms specifically with neurology and how that can sort of help the the bodily changes that your brain goes through when you experience a traumatic event. Um, so I absolutely love plant medicine. I wish it was something that was more thoroughly researched, more thoroughly made accessible to people. It's a, it's a very, to me, affordable treatment option for instances where just like you're describing, I I don't feel at home with myself. I do not feel connected. I, you don't even notice. Um, what led you to, to pursuing the plant medicine avenue? So I had wanting wanted to do, a, so back, backing up to maybe like five years ago, and my dad actually introduced me to ayahuasca. He was like, there's a plant and you can talk and you can get information and it's the feminine energy. And so I wanted to do that. And then it just hadn't been the right time. But as soon as I had the opportunity and I felt like alignment with it, then I started doing it and I was blown away by how potent it was, really blown away by how potent um, the plants were. And I always knew that from an intellectual standpoint, like my master's is in environmental science. So I was always connected with the the more than human world. But then oh, yeah. yeah, experiencing it, I was like, whoa, this is like very potent and just the amount of modalities that I had tried, the plant medicine just escalated all of those. So you can definitely get the same result with all of the different modalities, but plant medicine accelerates that tremendously. And so, yeah. And then I've just been on a little, I've just been on a little um, discovery since. <laughs> Tell me, so what has that discovery been like? Um I mean, uh, after the experience, all of that. Tell me what that's been like. So after the ayahuasca experience, it was kind of like a high for like your heart is so open. You're so connected with everyone and everything. And uh-huh. But then after, it's taking what you applied in the ceremony and learning the lessons from that. 
And the other plant medicine that I tried was a boga. And a boga was crazy. <laughs> like the the impact of a that. What is a boga? I've never heard of that one. Of course I've heard of ayahuasca. Heard great things about that. I've never heard of a boga. A boga. So a boga is a root of a shrub from Gabon in Africa. And so you take the root, it's like a powder, really bitter, <laughs> bitter medicine. And so you, you lay on a mat, same as ayahuasca. It's a lot, you're, you're very, you're catatonic. So you can't move much. It really just makes you like, it feels like you're sleeping and tired, but your mind is going a zillion miles an hour. And so a boga is supposed to be of masculine energy. It's very straightforward. It tells you what's going on, what subconscious stuff you need to work through. It's very internal, very deep. And the impacts of that, so it works on the mind predominantly. And so the impacts of that after, um, I was I was very blank after. Like there were, like it was a total reset of my mind. And very chill, a lot more grounded. Each thought that I had was processed. Like, do I want to think this? Do I not want to think this? The impacts of the aboga, I'd say were more long-term and potent um, than the ayahuasca, but both are, are so valuable. Um, but they, they, they were just very different. So yeah, after integrating has been great. And it's just the reminder, like the plant medicine will give you the information and then you have to apply that in your everyday life and make that your natural. <laughs> I am. This is so fascinating to me um, for so many reasons. Um, but I think a lot of people are are interested in hearing about plant medicines and the experiences because, of course, you see in the media and it's like any any sort of um, plant medicine is like you know that sort of deal. Which is cool, yeah. but it's like, no, I really want what you're describing, the deep inner work that can come out of using these medicines. Um, using, like, you described masculine and feminine energies for each one. Could you talk a little bit more about that? What does that mean? Is that the sort of the, the dynamic it sort of guides you on? Is that how the plant itself works with you? What, is, what do you mean by masculine and feminine energies? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And just piggybacking off of your last point, I think the plant medicine, like why I'm so open with talking about it is because there is still quite a big stigma around plant medicine. <laughs> also people saying like, it's a drug, it's just a drug, but it's, you know, it depends what you, you use it for, but it's a very potent, powerful way to heal as well. So yeah, just bringing some awareness to the, the power of plant medicine and seeing it differently. And yeah, so so with the um, masculine and feminine energetics, so ayahuasca seemed to be more feminine, more flowy, more very supportive, a gentler way of healing. You could have kind of dialogue with it, like this is too intense, can you ease up? And like very supportive, very loving, very heart opening, very connected and then a boga is actually, I said masculine, but it's actually supposed to be masculine and feminine energies. And it was a lot more 
stern, direct, um, objective. There wasn't as much emotion with it. It was very in your way. This is how, you know, this is what has been going on. I'm going to pull up this memory. I'm going to make you see everything that's blocking you. And I I would say like a lot more stern. (laughs) Yeah. Not as gentle. It was intense. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Okay. This is the issue. This is how you fix it. Get it done. Sort of deal. Okay. Yeah. I like direct. So there's nothing wrong with that. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the ayahuasca I found sometimes it was, um, it would show you things, but you were kind of like, how do I, how do I, um, what's the symbolism in this? And kind of confused a tiny bit about the meaning. Some stuff was really clear, uh, okay. but some stuff was like, huh, like I just saw this interesting figure and they were dancing like, what does that mean kind of thing. And a boga was like, this is your issue. And this is why I'm bringing this up to your attention. You have unprocessed anger. You need to release this kind of, you know? <laughs> okay. Yes. Okay. Yes. But both, both do touch on the emotions for you a little bit though. Is that correct? Sort of, is that a, is, is feeling the feelings like necessary? Cause when you describe like dissociating and the feeling of, not feeling the feelings all the time. Also a very familiar feeling. Um, ironically, not yeah. feeling your feelings is a familiar feeling. So <laughs> does that, that, that uh, going through those processes and those ceremonies helped you um, feel your feelings in a way that you had before, basically? Yeah, I think it brought awareness to the importance of it. So specifically, I'll share one experience that happened in Iowa. Yeah, please. So I was laying on my mat and I was having all of these thought patterns. And one of the predominant thought pattern that I had, um, sorry, there was two just coming to me, but one of them that I had was, I wish my boyfriend was here. He should be here right now. I want him to be here. Why isn't he experiencing the same thing? And then I would get in my head, why judging myself and trying to change the program. And what I learned from that and trying to get deeper and deeper and deeper, what I learned from that was that I had to feel, and it was abandonment, which is why I was creating that story. But every time that I got distracted, by the thought or the story, it, it would amplify and it would just, I'd keep going around in the loop. So I would say for like time was distorted, but like two hours I was having this thought pattern. And then I realized the emotion under it. And as soon as I realized the emotion, what I saw was a mirror and then it would crack. And then another memory would come up. And so I learned that the stories that we tell ourselves are never the actual thing. It's the emotion under it. And as soon as we feel the emotion, then it's processed. And so then after I got into the hang of it and learned how to do that, it was like, crack, crack, crack. And so many memories were coming up. And then as soon as I got out of the story into the emotion, it would just like, it would be like a mirror and then it would float off. And then I get another one. And then I just, I did that for the entire ceremony for, for like, six seven hours yeah <laughs> oh my god it's that long and you're kind of like laying you're like, like laying there obviously getting go, getting tended to by the support people and everything but you're just sort of laying there going through this internally 
Yes. Yeah. That was my experience. Everyone's experience was radically different and every ceremony was radically different, but this was, I believe this was my first ceremony and that's what was happening. And so it would keep bringing up other things that I needed to be processed. And then, yeah. And then sometimes like I would get lost in the story. Another one that was coming up that I'll just share, because I think people can relate to this is um, self-consciousness. So I was, I was worried, like I got really in my head worried that I was being too loud with my crying, that I, I was puking at one point. So I was disturbing everyone. And the pattern that I needed to heal in that moment was being seen and being heard and not feeling like a burden and then feeling that. So that was another big one that came from that ceremony was this constant feeling of self-consciousness and just being seen and being like heard and causing a disturbance and this little girl inside of me who just wanted to stay quiet and small and not cause a scene. And that was a big pattern. That ceremony was to process that. I mean, your experiences are so fascinating and profound. I can feel how impactful these experiences have been for you um just in the short time again it, it feels crazy because i feel like we chatted so long ago but it really yeah. wasn't but i can still feel that like wow something big has definitely transpired and um i'm so happy for you like literally and it feels like so much nice or so much better to kind of like have a very candid conversation about plant medicine and about the ways that it can help somebody who has gone through trauma, who is experiencing the symptoms you describe, like dissociation. And, and I can um, almost relate to every single one, which I'm sure a lot of people can, especially the feeling of being a burden and not wanting to be seen. It's so amazing that plant medicine was able to support you um, and help you through this healing process. It's, I mean, it's incredible. What, I guess, if there's one thing that you could, would like to sort of highlight or share with people um, about plant medicine, about the, you know, all of the experiences that you've had with healing and trauma, what would it be? Hmm. Yeah, that's a good question. I think just tying it back to, to that there are, like, if you feel a resonance, so some people that it's, it's not um, aligned, but if you do feel a pull towards it, it's for a reason. And that these plants can really support you on deep, deep, deep healing. So yeah, just pulling out, like, you know, being, using these plants to just calm your normal default mode network that's been going and in this trauma response, the plants are like so intelligent at pulling up and bringing into your awareness what you actually need and pulling up these repressed emotions and traumas and supporting you to process them through your body. They're, yeah, I, I'm, I was just blown away by the intelligence of them and how supportive that they can be. And even that this sort of plant medicine has been, is, is possible. <laughs> I'm like, wait, this kind of healing is possible. And all of these indigenous, um, cultures and communities have kept this form of medicine in their lineage and 
now they're sharing it with us to really heal and raise our consciousness. I was like, so I remember in the ayahuasca ceremonies, I was full of like gratitude and all like, Oh my gosh, like, yeah, just, just gratitude. Um, so yeah, if you do feel a call, it's definitely for a reason. If you don't feel a call and definitely don't do it. (laughs) Like if you don't feel aligned with it, it's, it's really intense. So don't do it. (laughs) But if you do, it's for a reason too. There's a reason why you're called to it. Thank you for that very much so. And thank you for being so like authentic and transparent about your experience, about how potent it was, but about how healing it was, you know, um, like you said, there is stigma surrounding plant medicines and the way that people, um, are healing. But just like you mentioned, indigenous cultures have been using these for centuries. We are just now coming into the conversation. So it's, you know, it's obviously been doing wonderful things for this long. Um, so all in all, Emily, thank you so much um, for sharing. I truly appreciate it. It is always a pleasure to chat with you. And in particular, the subject matter that you go into is, is it's so um, brave for you to be so vulnerable. And I, I'm telling you, uh, people tell me all the time um, how helpful it is listening to your episode and how nice it was to hear somebody be so real. So, and for all my listeners, please listen to Emily's episode. I'm going to give you the exact name. This is episode 92. Emily cracks the code of the subconscious mind and breaks free of overcoming limiting thought patterns. So that was just the first time she was here. Okay. She was doing all of that. So now that she's back, you know, came back with a vengeance. So thank you so much. I truly appreciate you being on, Emily. I truly appreciate it. Yay. Thanks for having me again. I always love chatting with you. Yes. You're very welcome. We've learned, we learned so much from you. So thank you again. Um, and all my listeners, like I said, listen to Emily's first episode, episode 92. I, I just cannot um, express enough how important it is to have these conversations, how important it is to listen to these experiences. We are all living, living very different and unique lives. And we all want to jump in and do pretty much everything we want to do. But the healing and the, the methodologies and the ways that we apply healing to ourselves are numerous. There are so many out there. So I just want you guys to know that do your research, but don't feel like you're boxed into anything. Um, Plant medicine is an option. Um, There are so many different kinds of plant medicine. We only talked about two on here. Um, So just please do your research, check it out. And uh, I wish you the absolute best. It is always a pleasure to connect with you guys. Um, and I hope that you love this episode. So with that, everybody, I love each and every one of you. And please do not forget to bloom where you are planted. <laughs>